Welcome to the Chord of Three podcast. We are in season two and this is episode 74 that you are tuned in for. I am one of the hosts, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my other half, Spencer. What's up, everybody? Hey, on our podcast, we're going to do three things. We're going to inform your mind, we're going to inspire your heart, and we're going to ignite your joy. We're going to talk about things that are either going to make you think, laugh, cry, sometimes all three. And so wherever you are today, we want to encourage you to join in the conversation by sharing this podcast on your socials or with your friends and families by text. Now, on this week's episode of the Chord 3 Podcast, we are going to talk about the effects of making excuses. I'm really excited about this conversation tonight. I really am. Okay. This is something that's been on my mind. Mm -hmm. It is because I don't like it when people make excuses Mm -hmm. and I can sometimes find myself making excuses and I'm like, I have to, and I have a check in my spirit. It's like, okay, just take responsibility for it. Yes. So, yes, but I've started thinking about the effects Mm -hmm. of making excuses and I'm excited to yeah, kind of unpack that. Yeah, we discussed it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But all before right. we get into all that. Yes. Don't you have a question of the day for us, I do. Spencer? This is a word you, a, a word, a, a word, word, a word you rather would, would you, you rather. rather. Mm-hmm. This is a would you rather question. Okay. I don't know what he's about to do. So. Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? No. <laughs> Um, I say shout. <laughs> Why do you say shout? <laughs> because, um, I, whispering kind of seems to hurt my throat or something. Really? Yeah. And plus, I'm kind of loud anyway. And and I was thinking like in my world of teaching, I kind of need a louder voice. Actually, though, maybe if I whispered. Maybe they would really lean in to hear what Mrs. Breedlove is saying. I don't know. I'm going to try that. I think I would choose whisper. You would? Yes. You couldn't do it, though. No, because I'm typically you can't just whisper. loud. No, yeah, you can't whisper. I have such a booming voice. You do. I just, but, I, I would, but I think if I were to only be able to whisper. If someone gave you the ability to only whisper. Just to whisper. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it would. Maybe people do cause listen. people to lean in yeah. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if you're always whispering, though, you just might get ignored. Is what I was afraid of. I don't know. Because if it's an all the time whisper, nobody's listening to you. Really. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's a good I think, one. That's I think a good that. One. Well, in our house these days, there's not a lot not of whispering. Not a whole lot of whispering. Nope. Because people can't hear us if we whisper. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What? Yeah. Or when our even years back with the kids, there was it's probably more yelling than whispering. Oh yeah. Most definitely. If we could go back to those mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Well That was good. Yeah, so I think I would choose whisper. Okay. Because I would like to be able to speak at a and see I lower chose voice. Shouting, so we make a good team, right? <laughs> we balance each other. <laughs> yes, we make a good team, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All 
All right. How about updates, Spencer? Well, basketball starting this week for Elizabeth. Yes, it is. They had a little scrimmage last week. That was fun to just kind of watch, see the teams. I'm trying to learn some of the names of new people that are playing. And that also means I'm back mm-hmm. on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing yeah, we got that. two games this week. Two games this week, so mm-hmm. got to knock the rust off a little bit on the on the little shot clock button. And make mm-hmm. sure I got my uh, I'm I'm refreshed on my rules. Yes, so I don't give people more time than they really could. Right, have, pay attention. That, that can happen. <laughs> pay attention, please. Right, so they'll come after you. I had I'll, a big week last week. Then I'll be also I'll also be doing the Mike Man stuff. So on the, the what the Mike Man. Mike Man? Yeah, the Mike Man. Did you nickname yourself that? No. Oh. Okay. I didn't nickname. I don't give you're myself just, nicknames. You're doing the announcing? Is yeah, that I'm like okay. introducing oh, the right, teams, right, right. the players, the coaches. I, I, yes. That's what I'm doing. I just heard somebody, they, it was a compliment to you, too, that you need to keep the microphone and be careful who you allow to have the microphone why you say that well because some people get a microphone and you never know what they're gonna say oh that's true yeah so they were like wait spencer we can count on spencer he's a good mic man that Ah. is very very true okay oh and so before you yes it was a big week last week um for you especially Mm -hmm. so allow me to introduce to everybody listening brother to the Grand Master <laughs> Teacher, Lisa Breedlove. Woo! Thank you. You know what that makes me think of? What? The Grand Poopaw. Wasn't that something like Happy Days with the whatever yeah. he was in? I don't know. Mr. Beasley. Yeah. The Grand Poop. Oh. Grand Poopaw. No, I thought that was Flintstones. I don't. I thought it was. Happy days. And he had that hat, that black hat with tassels. It may be happy days. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Monday, Tuesday, yes. happy The way days. you say it, it just makes me think of that. But yes, thank you. That was. Um, Congratulations, by the way. That, that was, was a, a big deal. It was a nice recognition. But the highlight for me was getting to hear Dr. Ben Carson speak and share that as a student in elementary, he just he felt like he wasn't a smart kid. And he went so far to say he, he actually felt like he was dumb and didn't measure up to everyone else. But teachers that believed in him and one specific teacher really helped him find something that he could be interested in and showed him that he had skills. Mm. And look at him now. Yeah. So that was really neat. Got to shake his hand after I received my award on the stage and his wife. And his wife, and She yeah. was precious. Just spoke into each of... Um, the ones that were receiving awards just spoke directly into our lives. Just words of encouragement and appreciation. That's cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Well, it's really cool that your school nominated you to be a master teacher. And then the amount of work that you put in, in, in order to get ready for that. Um, and then to be yeah. uh, acknowledged and awarded with that. It was sweet. It's a big deal. It was sweet. Then... We've been working for several weeks. Well, actually, really, since the beginning of school, but specifically the last several weeks, concentrated uh, work on a patriotic program that our second and third graders did this Friday in honor of Veterans Day. And I saw some pictures of that. It looked pretty good. That's just always special Mm -hmm. to 
reflect on the freedoms that we do have in this country and then because we're in a Christian school, more importantly, point it to the freedoms that we have in Christ, where true freedom is found. But we are so thankful for our country and the freedoms that we enjoy because of those ha- that have served and sacrificed. So a shout out to any of those yeah. that are listening. We All appreciate. of our veterans, we are so grateful. Yes, we honor you. We get to sit in this office and do this podcast because of those guys. Exactly. Freedom of speech. Yes. Right. We met a man when we were at breakfast this weekend as well and got to tell him thank you. So when you see veterans, you you need to show your appreciation to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's see. What else is on our update? Well, I think your work, maybe. Oh, yeah. We are wrapping up a Mm -hmm. job, and hopefully we're going to have that thing finished here in the next few weeks. Yay. Coming up on a year. getting Getting ready for December and mm-hmm. some some more work coming in so that's good yeah that's what you want yeah we need to get that big project wrapped up mm-hmm. tie a bow on it and give it back y'all so, be happy mm-hmm. um so let's talk about our yes let's topic. get into our making excuses yeah yeah the effects yes. of making excuses so what really started this for me was I heard a quote on a podcast um called Chasing Greatness uh, by my friend Randy Gravett. And he said on here, and he was, I think he might've been quoting somebody uh, on here, but it also sounds like something that he would say. I've I've got some, I've got a couple of quotes on my door here in my office that, uh, that come straight from Randy. And um, so he, he could have brought the, he could have said this one himself. Mm -hmm. He's a really, really wise dude. And uh, he said, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. So if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. Uh-huh. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Hmm. And then I also heard it said a long time ago. Uh, this is uh, another quote. It says, you can make progress or you can make excuses, but you can't make both. I've heard that, yeah. And... You know, I think for all of us, we have all made excuses in our lives. My dog ate my paper. Uh, I overslept. I didn't do it. Um, I, that wasn't me. No. I, I Nobody? Had no. Yeah. So there, I think for all of us, we are all tempted uh, to, to make those excuses. Um, but... When it comes to excuses, making excuses has specific effects mm-hmm. on you as a person, on the way that you're perceived as a human being. It has a specific effects on your relationships with people, your marriage, your business, uh, your uh, your friendships. It has specific effects. And so I started thinking about some of those effects and brought that up to you. And let's start, mm-hmm. we started having this conversation. I'm like, okay, this is, this is some stuff that needs to be communicated. And when I was thinking about some scripture that um, would tie into this whole making excuses. And in Luke chapter 14, this is the, this is the parable that Jesus is talking about of the parable of the great banquet. Um, and is it, yeah, here we go. And 
in the in Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 12, um, Jesus said, or he said this also to the man who had invited him, he says, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Then, when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat the bread, eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, Jesus said this, a man once gave a great banquet. He So he kicks into a story, mm-hmm. kicks into one of his parables. He said, a man, a, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at that time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, because obviously they didn't RSVP or whatever. He said, come for everything is now ready. But in verse 18, it said this. But they all alike began to make excuses. Hmm. The first said to him, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I have to go and check them out. Please have me excused. And another said, I have a married wife and therefore I can. He's using his marriage. His wife. He's using his wife. That's his excuse. That's his excuse wow. to not come to this incredible banquet. I mean, is your wife not invited to wow. there, buddy? Yeah. You know? It's like, okay. So the servant then came and reported all these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry. And he said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, sir, what you've commanded has been done and there's still room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways, the hedges, and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Ooh. Now, obviously, Jesus is talking about the, the great banquet that it, it, we are going to experience in heaven, okay? And the... And in, in, in our right. goal, our responsibility is to invite people to be there. Yes. All right. All people. All people. Yeah, all people. But what really got me was verse 18 when it said, they all alike began to make excuses. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is this. Here's this great banquet that they've been invited to come to and be a part of and partake in and have a place at the table and they made excuses as far as why they couldn't go. Right. It's so sad. It is. And obviously this is a this was a maybe an influential man or something and he is giving this great banquet. They make excuses and here's the thing. They made they made excuses and they missed out. Mhm. And I think that's the thing when you make excuses you miss out. And there are quite a few things that you can miss out on when you are invited to something or something is expected of you and you don't follow through and you begin to make excuses. Ultimately, it's a missing out, but there are specific effects of making excuses that occur in in people's lives. And I think that 
we have all been given responsibilities. We have, we have spiritual responsibilities. We have family responsibilities. We have, um, job responsibilities. We have all of these responsibilities. And the thing is, is there's going to be failure in those things. And we can either take ownership of the failure, learn and grow from it, or we can make excuses. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the effects of choosing to make excuses. So here's some things I wrote down. And now, so we'll just talk about these as we go. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is this. The first effect is other people become the blame because your attitude is about self and you refuse to accept your own personal responsibility. In other words, you're a chicken. Oh. You're a chicken. You just, you're not take. you're scared. You're scared to so take responsibility. So you shuffle everything off on and everyone so gonna, else around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so other people begin to take the blame. Now, think about that. Play that tape all the way through. Mm-hmm. Somebody makes excuses and they blame you. How do you feel about that person? Oh, I don't like them. <laughs> no. Are you going to trust them? I don't know. I don't trust them. I don't want to be around them. Don't want to work with them? Mm-mm. No. And so who misses out? They do. They do. Yeah. They miss out because they didn't take responsibility and accept the blame themselves. And instead, they sacrifice a relationship or a potential relationship with another person. Somebody else pays the price. Sure. And you're really, you're... um I don't know how to say this, but you're not viewing other people the way we should view others because you're just really looking for someone to be your scapegoat. Right. So they just become pawns in this game of not me. I'm going to blame him this time and her that time and blame them. Like, that's just icky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one effect. So you're playing this blame game. Playing the blame game. Okay. Never taking responsibility. Another one is it doesn't just limit growth. It prevents growth. When you make excuses, uh-huh. it doesn't just limit your growth. It prevents your growth. It does because it's you're refusing to allow a teachable moment to happen, which is how we, how we grow. Like you just said a minute ago that we're going to experience some failures or trials the way to grow through it is to learn. People who make excuses are not teachable or coachable. No. And again, who wants to employ that? No. Or be around that or coach that? Yeah. Yeah. Give me well, some. You don't. Give me somebody that has uh, the, I was telling you, the white belt mentality. Yes. That white belt mentality yes. of, and, and I heard that phrase Yes. Um, here recently, listen to the whole Your Jesus jiu-jitsu and the Jesus podcast. and Jujitsu mm-hmm. podcast, and reading some of this other stuff. And they have this white belt mentality, Which meaning means- like, and they were referring to somebody that has a black belt in uh, jujitsu, uh-huh. but they go into 
they go into something with a white belt mentality, meaning white belt, that's that the, the first beginning? belt you get. Mm-hmm. And so they go in with this humility. They go in with this, I want to learn, I want to grow, uh-huh. rather than I, I know, know it all. all. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And they have a white belt mentality. And so when you begin to make excuses, you're not teachable or coachable. No. And that will prevent. That prevents your growth. Your growth. Mm-hmm. So stop making excuses and do something about it and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing is, and, and we can change this word up. Uh, it, it may have a better word, but mm-hmm. I believe that when it comes to making excuses, it perpetuates or fosters mm-hmm. generational dysfunction. That's good. Sure, because... Again, especially as parents, we're modeling for our children or those that are under us, maybe in teaching or Sunday school or small groups or coaching. We're modeling the way we handle things. And if we make excuses, then that's we're conditioning them to do the same thing. And I really especially think of this with coaching that. I mean, oh my goodness, we've all seen it where, you know, the coaches blast the referees. The coaches make the excuses of why we didn't win that game and it was this and that and that. But can you think of, and this is probably, we don't have as many examples of this, but the few times when they just get up there at the press conference or after the game and they say, y'all, that was on me. You know, we were, we we were out coached. I didn't do a good enough job preparing you. I didn't condition you. I didn't, whatever. We didn't watch film and know the plays that they were going to do, whatever it is. Such a difference for these young ones that are watching that to see an example of someone just taking, taking responsibility. Yeah. Uh, I was watching this morning, a recap of Lane Kiffin's interview, mm-hmm. uh, after the the Georgia Ole Miss game, and uh, he was uh, talking about specifically, you know, his team, and uh-huh. uh, he started off and said, "Hey, look, congratulations to Georgia. Um, we basically were like we were who they thought they were, and they have a really really good offense. And yeah, but then he was like, but l- let me just say this: that team that Ole Miss put out on the field last night." or tonight is what he said, that's not a playoff team. We don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We don't deserve to be considered and talked about to be in the playoffs. And I was like, whoa, that's – Yeah, from Lane Kiffin. (laughs) And can you imagine – Wow. You know, I mean, he didn't back down. He didn't make any excuses. He was just like, we got to recruit better. We got to coach better. Uh We got to do X, Y, Z better. And – and I was like, I can no, admire that. Though. That's good. Right? That is good. That's a that's a good I coach. I can admire that. Mm-hmm. Now, is he gonna? Does he have to answer to that to his superiors? And yeah, sure. he will. But mm-hmm. he knows, and and he owned up to it and took responsibility for the whole team. Mm-hmm. And but but when it but how this thing fosters this generational dysfunction like you said a minute ago it is something that is modeled and repeated 
Yes. It's a cycle until yeah. somebody in that cycle says enough. Courageous enough to say, I'm not going to do that. I ain't doing that anymore. Yeah. And they realize that, hey, there's no more excuses. We're fresh out. We just got to own it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Make the change and keep going. And I think where most couples, I think where most couples fail is they refuse to stop making excuses. Mm. And they refuse to stop blaming their spouse rather than taking a look in the mirror and realizing that the problem is who they're staring at and then deal with that. Yeah. Because, right, most of the time there is something we as an individual could do. Mm-hmm. It might not all fall on us. I, we're not saying that. But again, if it's not about the blame game, it's just about saying, but what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. What do I need to be doing? And which re- which really leads us to this yes, next one. the next one. Is you avoid hard conversations. When you're making excuses, uh-huh. you're avoiding hard conversations. Therefore, the relationship never goes anywhere. It always stays at this at a at surface this level. Surface level, sure. It never goes any deeper Deep. or higher. Mm-mm. There's no depth. Mm-mm. There's no altitude to it. It really just kind of stays mediocre. It it stays halfway up the mountain. It and it never changes. Which again points to you know the earlier one we said you don't grow personal growth. Your relationships don't grow never. if you don't have hard conversations and aren't willing to take that risk and stop again blaming or making excuses, but just tackle it and say okay let's have a conversation about this. And it, that's hard. We're not saying that that's easy. But it truly is so much better. And when you make so that, when you better. have that oh, hard right. conversation and you deal with it, it's mm-hmm. over. Right. There's no more elephant in the room. And and I think what I realized, the elephant wasn't really that big and scary anyway. Once you actually just sit and talk about it, maybe they were feeling the same way you were feeling even or or right. some of those same feelings and and they're relieved and you're relieved and wow yeah look what was accomplished somebody has to be willing to do that mhm yes well i think they both have to be willing somebody has to be willing to initiate it and get okay. the, and get that current the other person has to be willing to listen true and receive true. it and and again Stop making excuses because the excuses, if they started making excuses again, then it can just escalate into this argument. It escalates into different fights and Jazzy's wanting to chime in. Jazzy wants to fight. Jazzy's now want to fight. That's right. So (laughs) the last one, the last effect. Now, obviously, this is not an exhaustive list, but the last effect is that it limits making excuses. It limits your capacity to handle pressure, which is a privilege. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can't take the heat. Ooh. You can't take the heat. It limits your capacity to handle pressure. And I've heard it multiple times over the last several months that pressure is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a privilege because the pressure that is in your life or being applied to your life uh-huh. 
is because somebody believes that you can handle that responsibility. Now, there is pressure in marriage, and there will always be pressure in marriage. There is pressure in your jobs because you've accepted the responsibility to take on a job. There's pressure in the marriage because you have that responsibility as a spouse to serve and to lead your family, whether your husband or wife, you, right. you, you do that together. Mm -hmm. um, but when you make excuses, you limit that capacity to handle the pressure that is being applied to your life. And I think God will handle I, I was reading this morning, talking about pressure. Holy cow. I was reading in Ezekiel this morning. And Ezekiel is having a conversation with the Lord and God tells Ezekiel, your wife, the delight of your eyes. And, and I'll think about this. And I was thinking about you and I'm thinking about the, you, Lisa, are the delight of my eyes. You're the, you're, you are a pride in my life. And, and I take great joy in you. And Ezekiel has this word from the Lord that his wife, his, the delight of his eyes is going to die. Uh. Mm -hmm. like not in a few days, but like, like she's going to die like here very, soon. very soon. Mm -hmm. And, and God tells Ezekiel, you can't mourn. You can't cry. You can't, you can't even have a, 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 a well up of tear come through your eyelids. Nothing. You can't, you have to act as if she is not even dead. I cannot imagine that type of pressure. Hmm. And the reason was, is because God was wanting to communicate something to the nation of Israel hmm. and to demonstrate that he is the Lord God, the great I am. And he was going to use Ezekiel and the death of his wife in order to communicate that to the nation of Israel. And Ezekiel, the prophet, had to communicate that, not just in words, but in life. Actions. In his, mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I wrote down in my journal? What? That sucks. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Lord, here's yeah. this guy. He's been obedient. He's yeah. done exactly. And you're going to do this to him? He's already had a hard time prophesying. What yeah. kind? What kind? Mm. What the heck? That does not make any sense to me. Yeah. At all. It makes zero sense to me that God would choose but in that Ezekiel pressure. in the delight of his eyes to be that 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 visual picture of what the nation of Israel is doing and to communicate and to point them to the Lord God, the great I am. But in the end of the day, I mean, he's God and he can do, Whatever he's he sovereign and he knows best, but I can't imagine the pressure that I couldn't even mourn for the delight of my eyes in her death. Right, but again, but he did it. even in that pressure, God was refining Ezekiel yeah. and his people, and he was going to be glorified. So, if we're but making Ezekiel excuses, had the capacity. We 
Ezekiel had the capacity to handle that pressure. Yeah. And God knew it. Because other time, I think it's, it's a, it's a maturing that other times he had handled pressure and proven himself faithful. And then, yes, God knew he could handle it. God knew it. Mm-hmm. And that pressure was actually a privilege. Yeah. In, in Ezekiel's life. Yeah. And because Ezekiel knew better and knew what was best that, you know, as delightful as his wife was to him, his love for the Lord was even greater. Greater. Mm-hmm. And God applied the pressure. Ezekiel, this is what's going to happen. You got the capacity. I am your capacity. No need to make excuses. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. It was hard. And I'm sure Ezekiel grew from it. But wow, I was just, I was blown away by that story this morning as I read it. Because mm-hmm. I did. I'm like, that sucks. I was like, uh-uh. Don't even, because I couldn't imagine. But Okay, so let's recap some of the effects. Like you said, it's not necessarily an exhaustive list, but just some things hopefully that you can think on, that you can have conversations with your spouse about. And, and think about it in, like you said earlier, I think, Spencer, maybe even in your workplace. Think about this in your marriage and in your home uh, if you have children there and present but are you playing a blame game they're always seeking who you can shift the blame off to are you taking ownership and are you being willing to stop the cycle of generational dysfunction are you being a person that desires growth and we've talked about how that is accomplished through different things And then are you a person that's willing to have hard conversations and accept pressures in your life? That's it. Yeah. Well, and I told you the other day when we were talking about this as an episode that I'm always reminded when I think about making excuses, I'm reminded of the life of Saul, (laughs) King Saul, and how God had chosen him and he just, he could have been a great, great king of Israel. But that's not really what he's remembered for. He's remembered as the first king of Israel, but not for being a great leader no. and a great king of right. Israel that God chose him to be. And God was going to equip him and give him his power rested upon yeah. him until Saul kept making excuse after excuse after excuse. Mm-hmm. And finally, Samuel came to him and said, Saul, God's going to take the kingdom away from you and your line. It is not going to go to you anymore or any of your descendants. It's going to David, a new king. So I just, it's a sad story. And I think it all goes back when you read the life of Saul. It begins early on when he begins to make excuses after he's been made king. Bottom line is you miss out. You do. So don't be a person that makes excuses. Do some checkups and evaluation this week is what we would encourage you to do. Well, you want to close us out in a word of prayer? You sure. Mean, you I want will. to do it? I will. I'll do it. You do that. Okay. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time that we have had to sit and to share 
what you have laid on our hearts, what you're doing in our lives, what you reveal to us through your word, through scripture. We thank you for that. We thank you that you meet us where we are, but you don't leave us there. You want to grow us and take us out of that. And Lord, I pray that our hearts would be willing to do that with you. I pray that you would give us um, a check in our spirit when we are making excuses, that we would stop, that we would want to break those cycles of that, that we would model instead taking personal ownership for things and letting you refine us into the people that you want us to be for your glory. In thy name I pray. Amen. Amen. And remember that uh, we love you and we are grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening in, for sharing. Uh, If you get a chance, leave us a review, uh, share this uh, on your socials and text messages. And, um, and if there is anything we can do to pray for you, please send us a message. Absolutely. And we'd love to be able to do that. And always remember that two Two are are better better than than one. And a cord of three strands strands is not easily broken. broken.